0: Because here's what it is, a public expression of what God is doing in the private corridors of our heart and our soul. So maybe like weeks ago, years ago, we've got saved, we gave our life over, we've committed our life over to Jesus, but maybe you're sitting here and you've never went public to say, you know what, I want to acknowledge God before man. It's an amazing time that we come together and we just see, man, look what God's doing with all of these people that we just hear story after story, incredible miracle after incredible miracle. It's so cool just to see, God, you're still working, you're still alive, your story still unfolds. God's story is never going to change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. don't know, my name's Randy Thornton. I've been senior pastor here at Grace for 31 going on 32 years. Amen. So praise God. Uh, I enjoy it. Amen. Hey, uh, we are delighted. Uh, today's, I, 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 everybody loves baptism. It's It's really the story of transformation of what God can do in someone's life when they surrender to the Lord Jesus. So I'm going to start with sharing how baptism is a power to change not only your life, but when we walk in faith and we walk in obedience uh, to acknowledge Christ and declare that He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords over our lives. It does something not only in our lives, but those around us, even in the spiritual realm. Uh, And I'll use this story. Uh, In the First Gulf War, when America landed on uh, Iraqi territory, uh, a lot of these young soldiers uh, were on the tarmac getting off the planes and the chaplains would hold them there and preach the gospel to them. And uh, so what happened is these, many of these young soldiers knew that they were going to, for the first time ever, uh, encounter possible death, life and death situations. And many of them surrendered their lives to Christ. And so they had so many people respond and the chaplains, uh, they knew they needed to baptize them. <clears throat> so what they did is they, they took a bunch of sandbags or whatever they could and built kind of a little tank, put some plastic over it, and filled them with water. And so, we had all these soldiers were being baptized right there on the tarmac. Now, what people don't realize is there had not been a Christian baptism in Iraq in 800 years. Now, what happened is there started a movement, started with soldiers from America... But something in the, spiritual reign, in the spiritual realm changed, and literally, the birthing of the cell church movement or the house church movement in Iraq by Iraqis or by Pakistanis or by Iranians. And now, literally, there are thousands upon thousands of believers in Jesus Christ behind, not in the public arena, living for Christ and dying for Christ, being persecuted for their faith uh, because some soldiers, some chaplain, somebody made a decision to, to do something in the spiritual realm. And, the, and these soldiers were baptized. When we make a decision to make Christ public, God does something that goes beyond what we see. And sometimes it's God does something in our life, but sometimes we don't realize it, that God does something in others' lives because of our faith and our obedience, and us just willing to take the stand. So, we're going to do baptism, but there are some people probably in this room who've never been baptized since they've been believers in Christ. Or you're like me. I was a young boy. I was baptized in the Catholic Church. It meant nothing to me because I didn't understand what I was doing. Okay? But after I came to Christ at age 16, later on, when I was about 20, I thought, well, I've already been baptized. I don't need to do it again. I come to understand that baptism isn't uh, something, a little ritual you go through. It's an act of faith and obedience. So I was, I remembered about age 21, 22, we were in a service like this, and God says, you need to get baptized. And I'm going, okay, so I went and got baptized. So if you're here today and you haven't been baptized, what I encourage you to do, if you know the Holy Spirit, God is speaking to you that you need to do this, then I encourage you to get out of your seat Go to the welcome desk. They'll take you over to the green room behind this room right here. Uh, They'll ask a few questions to make sure you understand what the gospel is. Have you truly trusted in Christ alone for your Savior? And then they'll bring you out and and we'll have everybody get baptized. And you can do that at the service. We have clothes for you. You don't have to worry about anything. So, if you're here and I'm preaching and you know God said do it, then don't sit there. Amen? Amen. So, what, let's, let's talk about baptism. <clears throat> you know, again, the ba- baptism is a confession of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel is that Jesus Christ knew that ma- God knew that man could not save himself because of his sin. So what God did is he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live, to be born, to live a life of obedience. But that wasn't enough. He knew that if man was to spend eternity with God, someone had to pay for his sins because it says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So what God did by sending his son Jesus, he took my sins and your sins and when Christ was nailed to the cross, he was, his blood was shed. That says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So Christ's blood was shed. It says he was nailed to the cross. He lost his life and he died and they buried him in the earth, and for three days he was dead, and on the third day he rose again. Uh, so baptism is a symbol of what Christ does, he, death, burial, and resurrection. Now, the word baptism in the Greek is the word baptizo means to immerse, to go fully under, to surrender. So when we talk about being baptism, baptism is a public confession of what Christ has already done in your life. It's a declaration that says, devil, I don't care what my past is. God says my sins are forgiven, and I declare to the world that Jesus Christ is my Lord, and devil, my sins are forgiven. Amen? Some of us need to stop living in the lie of the past and declare, devil, you can't have me. I'm not yours anymore. I believe that baptism is a spiritual force that changes people's lives. Amen? Now, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, Romans 1.16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, four facts I'd like to talk to you about baptism. Okay? First of all, baptism is something you do after you've trusted in Christ for your salvation. Getting baptized is not your decision to give your life to Christ. Can it happen? Yes. But many times, what ha- most of the time, what happens is it's you making a decision to trust Christ as your Savior. There's a point in time. It's like this. What's the difference between knowing about God and knowing God? I grew up in church as a young boy, attended church. Sometimes every day of the week I knew about God. I would even say I loved God. But I knew about Him. I didn't know him. And then I saw people's lives who were radically changed. A Catholic priest whose life was transformed in front of me. In fact, he came back in, in the Catholic tradition. They have like Sunday school, what's called catechism. Do I have any former Catholics or Catholics? All right. So I went to, I, I, I saw this Catholic priest and he says, I went, he went, went, went away to a conference and he came back and he says, you know what? I've known all about God. I have a, a He has seminary degree on the wall that says he, he, he understood theology. How many of you, you can know all about God but not know him here? He says, this week I went away and realized I knew about him, did not know him. So the longest distance in the world is from the head to the heart. And so one of the things that, that is what baptism is is an evidence that God's gone from your head to your heart. You could be just like me. You could have grown up in church, served in church, but not know Him as your Savior, but you know about Him. You know that He's the Savior of the world, but you don't know Him. And what I want to make sure today is because someday all of us are going to die. It's not if, it's when. And God's going to ask you, why should I let you into heaven? And if you answer, I went to Grace Church, or I went to church, or I was a good person, or I didn't cheat on my spouse. I was a nice person. God says, that's not going to get you into heaven. Because how many of you know Matthew five forty eight says, be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. That means, how many sins does it take to keep you out of heaven? Just one. And it doesn't matter how many good things you've done. No matter what you've done, one sin keeps you out. So that's the reason that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross Is so that he could pay the sins that you can't pay for, so he did it for you. But what God does, he says that you have to trust in me. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, by grace are you saved through faith, not of works, not of self-effort, least anyone should boast. In other words, it's either all God. And so what, what trusting in Christ, what is trusting in the gospel is saying God I know about you, but I don't know you, God. I can't save myself. I can't pay for my sins. Jesus, you did. And it's receiving the greatest gift, God's love, and saying, God, I want you to be my Savior. I want you to be my Lord. Come into my life. And guys, I promise you, it was like lights went off in my life. Before, I would read the Bible, and I'd go, oh, my gosh, this is the most ridiculous book. Why do I have to read this thing? I love God. But the day that Christ came into my life, it was like the lights came on, and then God's Word started speaking to me. It became personal. It became real. So, I will provide an opportunity in this service for you if you've never trusted Christ. We're going to pray, and you'll still have time if you want to get baptized. You can run back there after you're trusted in Christ and get baptized. Amen? So. What is four facts about baptism? Baptism comes after salvation. Acts 20, Acts 2, 40 through 41. This is after Jesus is risen from the dead. The 120 are are there celebrating the Pentecost. They're gathered together in prayer, in unity. And then this is what happens. With many other words, this is the apostle Peter preaching. He says, with many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted the message, His message, were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Now, let me talk about this. How many people were in the, the gathered together in prayer in in Acts chapter 1? 120 people. There were 3,000 people baptized. Now, if there's 12 apostles, did all 12 apostles baptize those 3,000 people? Or was the everybody, man, woman, child, baptizing people? Now, I'm going to challenge on something that I think is, is, is a, lot, a lot of times people would say that only pastors or religious officials can baptize people. How many of you know God tells all of us that if we were to share the gospel with people, and when we share the gospel, like if you're at the beach this week or this summer, and you share the gospel with your friend who's at the beach and you go, do you want to get baptized? Guess who needs to go baptize them right then? You do. I'm going to give you some scriptures. All right? <clears throat> now, baptized, so 3,000 people were baptized. So baptism is after they had made a decision to give their life to Christ. Number two, baptized, what baptism is, is to telling the world. That you've given your life to Christ. Baptism is saying to the world that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. It's a public confession of your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, we started Grace here. My wife and I moved here in June of 1988. We started Grace. Several years into that, our group of churches uh, started going over to Romania and starting churches. Uh, Back then, uh, Romania was a communist country. They they went through a revolt. The president of Romania, Ceaușescu, was assassinated, and it opened the door for Christians for the first time to come into that nation. So we would go over there. We'd come into the little marketplaces of the piazzas. We'd put up a speaker or just stand and start speaking. And there was just such a vacuum then. You would say, Jesus, love you, and people would just want to get saved. And so, we saw, started seeing literally hundreds, if not thousands of people come to Christ, started churches all over Romania. I remember one time when uh, on one of my trips, we were, there was a missionary from uh, Australia, Shane, Shane and Ildico Murphy. Uh, we went there, and uh, I preached in the services and did different meetings. And after the S- Sunday service, they said, we're going to have a church picnic and we're going to have baptisms. He says, but Randy, I want to introduce you to a particular lady, or he told me the story. He says, you're going to be baptizing this lady today, and uh, her husband's a Muslim, and she's converted to Christianity, Uh, but for her, uh, this is a very important day because she has been told by her husband on numerous occasions that if she makes a public confession, saying I'm not going to be Muslim, but I'm going to be a believer in Jesus, that uh, her husband's going to kill her. So he says, so for me, this woman's declaration of faith is she's made a decision to come life or death. She's given her life to Jesus. So here I'm baptizing this lady knowing that when she goes home, her husband, based on her culture, based on their family's culture, she's going to be put to death, and it's perfectly okay. So... After the baptism, she went, he was in the hospital at that time. And uh, she was, went to the hospital and she told herself, you know what? I don't even have to tell him. I've already told everybody else. But God just spoke to her. He says, do not be ashamed of the gospel. And if you, if you die for your faith, you know are, are, your sins are already forgiven. You know you're going to go to heaven. Don't deny me. So this lady went into the, to the hospital room. Her husband's laying in the bed. And she walks up to him. There's some conversation. Then she goes, I need to tell you something. He says, no, I need to tell you something. You know that this man named Jesus you always talk about, you know you know where I stand. He says, but this last night in my room, your Jesus appeared to me and sat at the into my bed and told me of his love for me. Your God has become real to me. Guys, several years later, that same man was a deacon in that local church. Now, what is the point of the story? The point of the story is simply this. Just like in Iraq, that le- those soldiers and those chaplains made a decision to publicly announce that Christ was their Lord And it did something in the spiritual realm. It changed not just their life, but the lives of those that would be answers to prayer. This lady had been praying for her husband for years. She'd given her life to Christ. And when she was willing to give up her life and to go through baptism, not only did it change her life, but her God showed up and revealed himself to her husband literally the saving of her own physical life because she was willing to give her life away. Now, guys, we want to take baptism serious. It's not just a little routine or a ritual that we go through. It's a spiritual act of obedience. So baptism, number one, is done for those who trusted in Christ. Number two, it is uh, letting the world know that Jesus Christ has become your Lord. Matthew 3.13 Jesus, after uh, being told by the Father that he was need, needs to be baptized, he was sinless, but he says, so that I might fulfill righteousness, so that the world might know Jesus himself was baptized. Matthew three thirteen he says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Revelations twelve 11. I'm going to read this and then kind of unpack this verse. It says, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. I want you to think of that lady going into the river. She says, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. This lady knew that her sins had been forgiven. Even though her husband threatened her, she knew that her salvation was secure in Jesus Christ. And by the word of her testimony, in other words, even though it might mean her life, She did not shrink back from death, but overcame because she was willing to say, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Paul said in Romans, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. God's called us to be more than overcomers. God's called us to change the spiritual forces around us, being willing to live our lives fully devoted to God. One of the best ways to do that is through baptism, letting your family, your friends, your world, and all the forces of hell know that, devil, you can no longer have me. I belong to God. Baptism number three, baptism is an evidence of a changed life. The old Randy, the old you has been put to death through the cross of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians five seventeen, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. The old life has passed away and the new life has begun. Again, one of the evidence of salvation is that Christ has gone from your head to your heart, that Christ is real, that he's changed your life. 1 Peter three twenty one. I love this verse. It says, this is in the Living Bible, that it says, by the way, this is what baptism pictures for us. In baptism, we show that we have been saved from death and doom by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In other words, I am saved from judgment of hell because I, my sins have been forgiven. They've been washed away because when I, I, I trusted in Christ, he says, not guilty, okay? He says, in baptism, we show that we've been saved from death and doom by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not because our bodies are washed clean by the water, but because in being baptized, we are turning to God and asking Him to cleanse our hearts from sin. Amen. Now, baptism, again, in the Old Testament, again, the word baptism itself literally means to be immersed, to go under. In the Old Testament, what, what, before, before the New Testament, before Christ, John the Baptist, people would say, when one of the evidences of them turning away from a life of sin is they would come in, they would hear the Word of God, they would confess their sins, and then after they'd confess their sins, they would go to the river and be baptized, just like in John the Baptist, even Jesus himself. So, baptism is an evidence of your sins uh, being forgiven by confessing them to God. Number four, and kind of closing is baptism is all about being obedient. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. The word nations there in the Greek is a word called uh, ethnos, people groups. Go make disciples. Now, is Jesus just speaking to the twelve Or is he speaking to every believer that exists? He's not speaking to uh, just twelve. He's not just speaking to a church. He's not speaking to a pastor. He's speaking to every believer. And this is God's command. It's called the Great Commission. Then Jesus came and says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, I'm giving it to you. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, of all people. And then guess what? He says, Once you have shared the gospel, once you've been discipling these people, when the revelation of who God is becomes real to their life, then you go baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and, lo, I will be with you to the end of the age. Guys, God's command to go make disciples, to baptize them, to teach them is for me and it's for you. It's for every believer. So baptism is about being obedient. John 14, verse 15, he says, If you love me, you'll obey what I command. Now, I want to give another opportunity. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and you know that right now God's been speaking to you about being baptized, then I challenge you to be obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Go to the back talk with somebody there, and today we'll be performing baptisms as a declaration of your faith in Jesus Christ. Matthew three sixteen and 17, again, speaking of Jesus himself. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, means baptism up out of the water. He went under, he was immersed. At that moment, heaven was opened up, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting on him, and a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Guys, I don't I can't tell you what baptism I, I, I'm trying to tell you what baptism is. But there's just a simple something that takes place in the spiritual realm. It's not salvation, but it's a declaration of of your faith but it's also declaration over your life saying son i love you i forgive you 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 declare me before man and i declare you before god it's god saying i love you and i am well pleased amen amen